George Kritikos here to talk to you about the Player Raider podcast. Along with co-host Ryan McDowell, we leverage the DLF player valuation tools and help inform you on your dynasty roster strategies. Whether you're joining a new startup, rebuilding a team, or maybe you're just not quite at contention level yet, we help you understand player values and how to really drive your team forward as dynasty owners. Tune in and enjoy the show. to the Dynasty Crossroads. My name is Peter Howard at P.E. Howdy on Twitter. This is in fact a member of the DLF family of podcasts. This is part three in my interview of Ray G or Ray GQ on Twitter um, from the DPP, the uh, the DDP. Damn it. Third time. The Dynasty Devi podcast from DLF. Ray is a host of that solo show. He has a great and deep knowledge of Devi prospects, which can help us out evaluating rookies for our rookie drafts this year. Um, in part two, he mostly ended up interviewing me, so I'll have to see how part three works out and if I can put my train back on the tracks and actually do my job and interview him a little bit more. Um, but we're talking about rookies, specifically about rookies we think maybe could benefit from not having as much draft capital for various different reasons, as you'll see. All right, here we go. Check it out. Um, Hamler as well. Only I've only got two years of data, so I assume he elevated as well. Okay, are you a BM? Are you a BMI guy? Because I've I've seen a lot of people talking about this body mass index and size. Because Hamler, Hamler's a tiny fellow. <laughs> he's he, he's a, he's a little he's a little guy. Um, so I don't know how you feel about that. I'm still on the fence with with KJ Hamler. I'm still. He's just a little guy. He's got little hands. He drops a lot of passes, but he's very fast. He's very, very fast. He's going to be, you know, right there with Ruggs and Rager with speed. And, you know, the NFL just gets a hard on over speed and, and people who can run fast. <laughs> right. Um, but he gives me I, – I think I think Hollywood Brown's a better wide receiver than K.J. Hamler. Uh, I don't know. I, I, that one I'm I'm still on the fence about. I don't know where I would take him at uh, in rookie draft. Second, no, no, I wouldn't take him in my top twelve at all. He's got to be a second round pick for me, and I'm fine with that. So here's where I go with the size argument. It makes a lot of sense. It's very descriptive of the player. Like you said, you just describe the player more than any of the numbers I have right now because I don't have common numbers. Do that he's fast and small. Didn't really know that. So that tells me something about how he has to play. I do know with the way he plays, he plays really, really well, right? Um, but size fails in the in the specific, in the individual, in the particular. So you look at Philip uh, Lindsay and say he can't possibly produce. He's tiny. He can't be in an NFL, and that makes perfect logical sense. But Philip Lindsay can, because in the particular and the specific, that guy just got it. Danny Woodhead shouldn't have been good. Like, that guy should have been destroyed at the NFL level. Like, I'm bigger than these guys, and I would be destroyed, so it makes sense. But 
we don't know what goes into their game. We don't know their physical biology. And doctors don't probably know what to look at. I mean, I doubt they're measuring bone density or joint. Uh, there's a measure for how much your joints are able to sustain or anything. So we, there's never going to be a number on it. But we do know some players can break it if that's who they are. Um, so someone like Hamler, someone like Lindsay that Jake pointed out, not me because I'm terrible in running backs, but there are exceptions. So it's worth knowing, like smaller guys are going to have a harder time, but we also know that smaller guys, some in the particular, that those individual examples, guys are just built that way. Like Adrian Peterson is a physical freak. There's no other way of describing him. No one should be able to do what he can do physically, but he can. Philip Lindsay shouldn't be able to do what he can do, but, but he can. And I don't think we have a way of knowing if he's that guy or the other guy. And that's why I lean on. He was productive. If he gets opportunity, I'll be interested. But it is fair to, like, worry about them. And therefore, you adjust down what you're willing to pay, right? Um, or what you're willing to invest. Um, so that's what I do with size. Like, I, I know that's not very... Like, I'm not... Like, I get put in the analytics Twitter a lot. And I'm happy there. <laughs> like, the, my nerd friends are great. But... I'm not. A, I'm not going to be. Able to, I'm not going to be willing to break these problems. But I can identify them, and I can tell other layman's like myself how we can use them. And that that's how I'd use it. If you watch Philip Lindsay and like that guy's just built differently, then right. you can believe that his size makes him risky. His undrafted free agent status definitely makes him risky. But that's okay. At least you know what you're betting on, and that's the best I can do for myself. So hopefully, I can do it for other people too. Like as long as you know what you're betting on, you're betting the guy. This guy has to be built differently right. to be able to withstand the NFL. You, there's nothing you can... I don't think there's anything you can see on tape or any medical measurement we can make to say, oh, he's he's got the Danny Woodhead joints. He's good. <laughs> but, 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 you know, um, we can say if they were able to hold up to the college and do really well compared to the competition... And that's what we're betting on. Just a f- fun fact about Danny Woodhead. You, you, th- that's who I played with in college. We were uh, we were part of the same recruiting class. And I'm not joking. I've I've seen and played on the field with uh, some some good NFL running backs. And Danny Woodhead was by far the best athlete I've ever seen live in person. What he could do at his size was just ridiculous. It, it was really impressive. And for him to have the career that he had in the NFL. I don't, I don't know how. And you were, you were just talking about it with Philip Lindsay. I don't know how he did it because he's not a big guy at all. You would walk right past him and not know. Yeah, no idea. He, he does not. He is not a physical marvel whatsoever. Um, I, I guess Peter, the last thing that I really want to ask you about that I, I had to ask about, and I know we talked about seniors and people coming back for the fourth year. But when you're looking at those seniors like a Michael Pittman, a Devin DuVernay, who did absolutely nothing in their college career until their final year, and they just smashed as seniors. I mean, just blew up. I know DuVernay had over 100 receptions, and, and Pittman was was a mega producer this past year. How do you account for them in your model? Because I like some of those guys, but they didn't break out. They didn't they didn't have early production. They didn't do anything until their last year. What do you think about guy? And they're different than Brian Edwards. He's a senior, but he produced at 17 years old. You know what I mean? It, it's right. different. So, Which is what I tend to like. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't tend to like them. Not a lot of them do well. If you look at the sample size of guys that only did well in their last year, it's not good. Um, most are not great players. Um, 
who was the guy last year that did this? It was um, he was talked about as like the best wide receiver. He was huge and broke out in his last year. Talking about Hakeem. Someone asked me if he. Sh- yeah, I think Hakeem so. Hakeem Butler. Butler. Someone asked me if they should trade him for a second round pick. I was like, yes, <laughs> someone's still willing to do that. Um, I think he was one of those guys. I, I, I most of them go the way mm. of Hakeem Butler. That's that's what I do with it. Like, I'm not a big fan of Pittman right now. He, I have noticed his name because people have mentioned it, and I looked. And like you say, he just the most important years are 18 to okay. 20. Like, it's great if you're more productive than average at 21 and 22. That's good. Um, the Calvin Ridley rule. He was actually really good at 20, uh, which is what kept him in my model. <laughs> Why I didn't miss on Calvin Ridley. Like, I was worried, but he was still good at one of the good ages, right? Now, the logic behind that comes from AJ, uh, John Moore. Hello, John Moore on Twitter. He writes for Rotoviz. Uh, he's the guy who taught me most about age-adjusted production first. And he pointed out, if you're 18, you're a skinny kid, basically. No matter how yeah. talented you are, no matter how much you've worked out, when you get to a college weight room, like you're a skinny kid. If you can walk in at that p- place in your life and, like, well, like you were saying about, who was it, uh, C.D. Lamb, get 15% of the team receiving yards, that's amazing. Like we were saying about Danny Woodhead, you're already undersized compared to the 23-year-olds you're competing at at quarterback and competing on at your team. So those years tend to be the most predictive of how good or if you're going to be good in the NFL. If you only have, uh, if you played at those ages and sucked and then play at 23, 22 and do well, the story I make is you're a senior. The team knows you're going. And they like the NFL teams, you lean on your veterans, you lean on your experience, you lean on the size and athleticism that you've developed while you're there. And I think that's why they blow up. Um, But that doesn't mean they were bad that last year. They were good that last year. Just know that what you're betting on is they did well when they had every advantage and badly when they had no advantage. And they're going to a place they have no advantage. Unless they're drafted in the first round, I guess. And that's an opportunity advantage. So would you take a... Would you take a player? Would you take a player like that if they if they didn't break out and they were old when they produced? But then let's just say they had decent draft capital. You know, they they test okay. Is that somebody you'd be willing to take in the third or fourth round as just a flyer at that point in time? I mean, is that or are they completely scratched off of your model? Like you don't want anything to do with them, and if you miss, you miss. Whatever. I'm not touching them. I try not to scratch anyone off of my. Mo- Again, this is uh, where people are starting to. F- like take my advice and try to apply it like i have to do a decent job for them so the intelligent way that will work over 50 percent of the time get you in a better hit rate you know the advice you would give is you don't write off anyone Uh, because value is value and you know all of these guys look at fucking unicorns so maybe this guy is this type of unicorn right and if you're telling me he's good on tape and, you know, Jake, or, I'm not Jake anymore, I guess, but someone tells me there's something here, man, then I'm going to take that. And yeah, it's okay to spend a third and fourth round pick uh, on a player like that. It, of course it is. If he's drafted in the first round, he's going right. to be higher than that. Like no one knows everything. And we basically know nothing yeah. about these players, right? We take three years to figure it out in the NFL. <laughs> we're, we're, we're like uh, long before then. Um. So, yeah, of course it is. In practice, there are so many prospects every year. There's yeah. always someone, like, I'm going to lean on the productive guy that's small, for example. who If he's in that same ADP range, that's the guy I'm going to be targeting. Um, because I lean early production. If I have more questions because they didn't produce well or didn't produce at all in those years, I'm going to lean on it. But, like, um, 
if you don't like that, if you because you watch the tape more, or you prefer yards per reception, or you just really like his numbers from that, like I can't tell you you're wrong, because it's reasonable to expect something unusual to happen because everything's unusual, yeah. right? So that's fine. Yeah, like like I'm that that's my cool calm. If anyone's gonna take it. Something I say, which you're foolish to do, as advice, that's what I'd say. Of course you're fine. Like someone asked, people were asking me all last uh, rookie season, can I draft Hakeem Butler? Same basic question you asked me. It's like, of course. I can. Do you like him? Yeah. Okay. Then you take him, right? Because it feels worse. And that's, I guess, my guiding principle. I'd rather lose knowing what I bet on. This is what I liked. This is why I took the guy. And then I got it wrong. Okay. Like, it feels terrible. Right. Winning is the best feeling. I want to win. But at the end of the day, I don't know. I don't know. So I'd rather lose based on my own decision than lose based yeah. on someone else's, I guess. So if you like Hakeem Butler, yes, take that guy. Because if he breaks out next year, it's the best feeling in the world. And you get to come on Twitter and tell me what an idiot I am. And I'll completely own it, right? I'll be like, yeah, yeah. You, you, you smart fella. You beat me, the stupid person. That's great. That's the fun of all of this. Um, I lean on a guy who I can look at like a Hamler, someone that was more productive during more predictive years. And that's what feels great to me because I did the work, I found the data and it works out. I'm like, yay, I got Stefan Diggs, I got uh, T.Y. Hilton or whoever it happens to be, Adam Thielen. Um, but you've got to bet on your guy. I, and that's why this is, I keep saying this is the uncertainty period. It's where I don't stand on hills like, I'm willing to accept that everything someone says, okay, I've got to take that in. This guy loves Paris Campbell last year. I was, I was listening to Zach and going, okay, okay, there's more there than I can see. I get that. And I'll concrete it up and start standing on hills because I think that's the other... Like I hate to think of myself as a content creator or some <laughs> sort of shit, but I do think it's fun. Like, it is fun to go and to someone that's standing as on the pillar of content creator and say, yeah, you were wrong. I was right. And own that guy. And so I try and provide that. as well. <laughs> like, so, and you can only do that if I always hedge my bets and go, Oh yeah, that's a fine ADP. That's true. But at some point I've got to come out and say, I yeah. hate Hakeem Butler. And then if he works out, you get to come right. and just own me. And you know, that's another part of, and so I, I want to be that for people too. Like, just beware, giving advice, <laughs> I told you, yeah, you can take Hakeem Butler. But then you can also come tell me right. I'm an idiot because I was wrong, Hakeem Butler. Like, I want to I wanna be right, both right, things. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's perfectly reasonable. Yeah, you can take Pittman. That's great advice. <laughs> me, after this month, is going to be like, Pittman sucks. You're an idiot. So that if he breaks out, you can feel really good about telling me gotcha. what a fool I am. Gotcha. Right? <laughs> you know? And it, if I'm not, like strong opinion than hateful about it then it yeah. won't feel as good when you when you yeah. call yeah. me in. i need i need you to be real nasty <laughs> so, about it I need you to, yeah exactly but i do think at a certain point you just have to have a firm opinion you i know the variance i know Pittman can hit but i'm going to pretend at some point yeah. that i don't because <laughs> you, you need a firm opinion and then so, you get to decide for yourself and then you get to win it's not my win then it's just right. your win and so I've gone way too far into this, but do you ever feel like that? No, you, you're, you're, you're on the dynasty blueprint now. I've never even been invited <laughs> on the dynasty blueprint and you're like, a, you're like a member no, of like one of the longest running podcasts. Do you ever feel like that? Like you have, you have to, to, at some point, even though you know, it's not true, you're going to take a firm stance so that people can, 
and feel good for following your advice or feel really great for telling you, know, you you're wrong. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest, Peter, because this has been my first year really providing analysis, if that's even what you want to call it. I don't really even I, I just like college football and I tell you what I see and then you can do whatever you want from that. But Matt did say that Matt Kelly did say that he there was an episode where he talked about a lot of it's easy to tout players. It's easy to say everybody is good, everybody is great, but nobody wants to say this guy sucks, stay away. Nobody wants to put their name out there <laughs> and be that guy because you can hit on a hundred guys. No one is gonna come say, Peter Ray, you were so right about this player. You did a good job. But the one player that you said stinks, as soon as they turn out to be really good your inbox just floods with how dumb you were because look at this guy. He is good. Terry McLaurin was good. This person was good. This, you know, Michael Pittman did hit. So I, I think in this year, I've, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put myself out there and be like, I know consensus may love this guy. I'm not a fan. I don't think he's going to be good. I don't think he's going to be productive. Draft him at your own risk. And and that's part of the fun, man. Come back and tell me I'm wrong once he becomes a top 10 running back. But I think more people need – it's easy to tout everybody. I can sit here and tell you everybody there's some positive. Right, and then, then you're, you're never, never wrong. wrong. That's right? kind of <laughs> – I don't know. That's kind of put, – put your – draw the line in the sand and say, I don't think he's going to be productive. Here's why. All I can do – I say this – my saying is I can't make you see what I see. I can't make you believe and feel what I feel. I can just show you how I got there. That's it. I, I'm just I, – I can just show you how I got there, and that's that. And that's what reasonable me does. So I always feel justified. <laughs> like I showed you right. everything I got and I showed you why. And now I'm just going to stand on a hill so you yeah. can be mad at me. I think if I didn't approach it that way, I'd, I wouldn't be able to do as right. much as I do because I'm expecting it. Like I, I think of it almost as something that I'm doing here. Like you, you need someone to uh, victory lap on. Here I am. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if there's no one to victory lap on, then what's sure. the point in victory lapping? So like, and I, I think that's part of it. And, um, and and the thing you were saying about touting players, the thing is, if you hated everyone that came into the draft, you are right. You would have like a 90% hit rate because so few actually do well. So if you want a good hit rate, just hate everybody <laughs> and you're beating everyone. Yeah. So despite the fact that it's e like people like you more and like your takes more if you say everyone's good, you're actually going to be more accurate true. if you say everyone's <laughs> bad. It's weird. <laughs> but I get it. It's just a silly little game we play. And luckily, I think everyone, most like most people in this community, they're fun. Yeah. They know they're just doing a yeah. hobby. They know it's like some people are playing for real money. So that's cool. You do you. Um, but everyone here is just having a good time. So when someone, I like to assume, when someone's being a troll on Twitter, it's because that's fun a little bit, right? And so if I just assume everyone's good and we're all just, like, I can take that. I, that's that's right. how it's fun for me. And so, like, if I didn't approach it like I'm going to stand on this hill so that you can own me, it almost wouldn't be fun. That's a good point. To, <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to put it, man. Also, to be fair, that's also building myself a back door. It's like I only stood on a hill, so right. that you, you. But no, I, I will you're, never you're, take that back door. It's okay if Andy Isabella doesn't hit. It's okay to point Peter, to me and laugh. We we appreciate you. You're you're sacrificing yourself for the good of the <laughs> dynasty community. Yeah. Really, know? and that's the other thing. It sounds so much like uh, like I'm trying to 
passive aggressive get attention it's like no it's okay no i'm not like i'm doing all this no it's not that at all it's just it wouldn't be fun for me if i couldn't go to jake and say hey Nikki O'Hara's pretty good, huh? Then it wouldn't be fun for me. So why would it be fun for anyone else if they? Well, Jake, Jake that? got me, Jake, because Jake's been on the CD Lamb train hell a lot longer than me. And when I finally came around, right. he was like, "I told you, I told you so." Didn't I tell you that six months ago that he was the best wide receiver? I'm like, "Yes, man, you exactly. were right. You were right. You were right, Jake. You called. It. You said it first. Yes, like." Jake gets to, you know, send me a tweet almost every week about Rashad Penny. And, you know, I can't imagine how much fun that is. <laughs> so, you know. And, and, and Jake's, and he's taking his, he's taking his victory laps with, uh, for, for right now, DK Metcalf. Because he was a, a DK Metcalf fan. So, I mean, you know. Right, exactly, right. And I enjoy pointing out he's never been in the top 24. <laughs> he didn't have a diverse record. <laughs> uh, despite the fact, you know, and ultimately as just sports fans, it was awesome to see the way DK Metcalf works on a field. He's huge. He's fast. How is that not right. fun to watch? And yet act like I don't like right. him on Twitter. It's just right. hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway. So I do try and... Uh, I think it's important to have firm opinions because it's just boring liking everyone or hating it. That is very true. <laughs> At some point, yeah, this this stuff will be nowhere near as fun. But um, yeah, we we've gone off yeah. into the weeds here a little bit. Sorry, <laughs> but um, no, no, no. I enjoyed it. I, I just hope so everyone, you know, other people <laughs> enjoy it. I don't know how to podcast. So maybe this is this I for, is how it works. to full full <laughs> disclosure. I thought I forgot we were on a podcast. I thought we were just talking. Like I completely forgot we were doing a show. I I'm gonna say that might be a good thing too. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. I know what I'm doing here, man. Crossroads is meant to be thirty minutes, and whenever <laughs> I have someone else on here, we always end up talking for an hour. Um, I used to edit it. Okay. <laughs> now yeah. not so much. Um, but I will try and get it to under an hour at least. But um, thanks for coming on. Would you mind coming back Dude, sometime? Any, any, any time, man. Literally any time. Just tell me when, and we'll make it happen. Uh, appreciate that, uh, and look forward to it. So, uh, thank you, Ray. Thanks for coming on. Anyone who wants to check out Ray's work and all the great film work. <laughs> That's so, that's so hard for you to say that, wasn't it? So hard. It it is. It was pretty hard. Um, you can check him out on the Dynasty Blueprint now, one of the longest running podcasts from DLF and in the fantasy community, I believe. Um, you can also check him out on his own podcast, the DPP. Did I get Good that right? God, this time? Peter DDP DDP DDP. I'm never gonna get it. I'm never gonna. It's all right. I'm never gonna remember that. I do listen. I'm sub. I'm a, I'm subscribed. I that's all that matters. All I care I about are your downloads. You don't even have to listen. <laughs> Just download it. And again, if you're subscribed to the DLF feed, you get the Crossroads and the DDP. They come in over the same feed and separately anyway. So uh, be sure to check that out, especially this time of year. It's a really useful uh, resource. Someone like me who doesn't pay attention to college and you want to know more about these guys, and go listen to Ray talk about him. He's been looking at him for a lot longer than you know any of us have. Um, so thanks again, Ray, and uh, we will see you again next week here at the Crossroads. See ya. Okay, hey, uh, it's me, present Pete, uh, I guess <laughs> I'll call myself. Um, it's pretty clear I need to have Ray back on and actually ask him more about his evaluation process and more of what he thinks about some of these prospects, not just because he knows a lot, but also because I didn't do nearly enough of it in this one. 
but I hope it was a fun conversation for you guys um, in three different parts. The third part was a little weird because we started talking about the activity of fantasy football rather than um, rookie profiles, but I, I thought I've already gone this far. I may as well include that as well. Um, but again, you can find Ray on the DDP. I did write it down, so I get it right this time, or on the Dynasty Blueprint on the DLF feed. And um, you can find us on Twitter, me at PA Howdy and Ray at Ray GQ. Wrote that one down too, just to be safe. Um, thanks again if you came and joined us on the crossroads uh, to enjoy this little fun ho- hobby of ours. Um, I really appreciate it, and I will see you again next week. Hopefully, not with another three parter. Ho- hopefully. <laughs> thanks, guys. Bye. Yeah. Chicken or crow, chicken or crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a pole, Twitter is gold, player unfold, so. Jake on the table and Nate on the plays, though. Pete enumerates the plays, they're analytical. Picking my nose, don't really know if I like that. Picking their brains, got their lanes, but I like that. Picking these guys, all of these times, all of these nice stats. Picking apart, the film is an art, always a fight back and forth. There is no order, they disorder more and more because the players ain't no older. They some hoarders or some mortars, dropping bombs without no borders. They got that eye like mortar, peak grinding numbers like molars. I don't know anymore, I am at a crossroads. Chicken or crow, chicken or crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, player unfold, so. Jake on the table and they on the place, though. Pete enumerates the plays, they're analytical. Chicken or crow, chicken or crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, play run fold, so. Jake on the table and they on the place, though. Pete enumerates the plays, they're analytical.